Hi, I am Mark Steinis, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by for another episode of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Mark Steinis joins us. He is the host, or co-host, I should say, of Hallmark Channel's home and family show and of course for years he was on uh, entertainment tonight and just so many other things we're going to talk about with mark he's coming up in a few minutes so stick around for that right here on on screen and beyond and what do you say it is time to get right into it we've got a lot of information coming your way and it's time for remake madness right here on on screen and beyond please hang up and try again Remake Madness, it looks like director John Silver is working on making a remake of Escape from New York. Now, that was just on the other day, and I was watching that. I always liked that movie. And he wants to make it a trilogy this time. So Snake Plissken is going to be coming back, it looks like. And, uh, of course, Adrienne Barbeau was on that uh, film. So if uh, you'd like to hear her story, we had her as a guest here at On Screen and Beyond. Go back to onscreenandbeyond.com and look at our rerun section, and you'll find her in there. So check it out. And a new Tarzan remake is in 3D. That'll be coming our way on July 1st, 2016. And the Akira remake, which uh, has been talked about and changed and moved and dropped and started again, is still showing signs of being remade after going from a possible trilogy to nothing at all. Well, it looks like Warner Brothers is still trying to revive it, so we'll keep you informed on that. That is it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as upcoming new movies? We're going to tell you next. Upcoming new movies, well, it's now official. Johnny Depp has signed on to star in the biopic of Whitey Bulger called Black Mass, and Tom Hardy is currently in talks to join the cast also. And Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt will co-star in a Christmas comedy as they play two of three guys whose holiday tradition is to meet in New York City for Christmas Eve. No title to this one as of yet. And you can look for Reese Witherspoon and Sofia Vergara to star in an action-filled movie called Don't Mess With Texas. And in it, they will play a cop and a prisoner who are on the run. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we take a walk down to uh, Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, well, July 4th weekend of 2016 looks like the date for the release of Independence Day 2, and it looks like Will Smith will not be back this time around. We'll see if that continues, and you know, who knows? Things can change. Well, it looks like a Transporter prequel trilogy is in the works, but without Jason Statham. But Jason Statham will star in The Mechanic 2 as it moves along. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to let you know what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD.
This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. TV on DVD, well, HBO's Eastbound and Down. The complete fourth season will land on DVD and Blu-ray on May 13th. And Veep, the second season, starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus, arrives on DVD and in stores on March 25th. And The Wonder Years is going to be making its DVD debut in the second half of 2014. And they say all those great songs that were in the show on TV are going to be intact. That's it. For TV on DVD, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. (laughs) Movies on DVD, well, March 25th, you can look for Welcome to the Jungle, an adventure comedy starring Jean-Claude Van Damme on Blu-ray and DVD. That's a little something different for him. And on March 18th, you can catch John Lovitz in Almost Shark Proof on DVD and Blu-ray. And it's about two friends who risk it all to strike it rich. And on April 1st, you can get Birds of Paradise. Now, this is an animated film starring Drake Bell and Ashley Tisdale. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it is TV time. TV time. Well, John Wesley's ship, who was a former guest here at On Screen and Beyond, he played The Flash, and he is going to be having a mystery role in the Arrow spinoff, The Flash, and the show will be a pilot for a possible series. So if you want to hear all about John's adventures and and the things he did on that show, be sure to check that out because he was a great guest, and it's at onscreenandbeyond.com, and you can go and you can still hear that episode with John Wesley Shipp, The Flash, okay? And a lot of sad uh, passings this week. Uh, Of course, uh, legendary actress Shirley Temple Black, uh, known as Shirley Temple to all of us, passed away this week at the age of 85. And Ralph Waite, the dad on the Waltons, has passed away at the age of 85 also. And comedy legend Sid Caesar has passed away at the age of 91. That is it for TV Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, Mark Steinis joins us here at On Screen and Beyond, and he is next. <laughs> Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is a three-time Emmy winner who hosted Entertainment Tonight from 2004 to 2012, and he currently is the co-host of the Hallmark Channel's Home and Family Show. It's Mark Steinis. Mark, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I know what On Screen is, but I'm just concerned about the Beyond. Where are you taking me? <laughs> well, I, I live in L.A. I'm used to going Beyond, but I don't know. <laughs> Well, you actually have a lot of beyond we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Actually, my the Emmys that you mentioned, two of them came from a show that I called uh, Beyond Endurance. And there were two shows I did with Mark Burnett, who we all know is the creator of Survivor, mm-hmm. and, uh, Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, and Shark Tank, all those shows, and, and Apprentice. 
Uh, but I knew him way back when, when he was competing in adventure racing and traveled to Madagascar and Borneo with him. And uh, we did these uh, sort of uh, crazy documentary that aired on ESPN. But so I'm familiar with Beyond. So <laughs> let's go. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about your show right now that you're in, um, the Home and Family Show. Uh, how did you come about getting involved with that? I was actually on assignment with Entertainment Tonight in London, and I felt, you know, I needed, I, I was looking to do what I already announced, my departure from the show in the, you know, months that followed this particular conversation that I had. But my manager called me, and it was ironically, I thought the phone call was coming in um, to change my assignment because Dick Clark had passed. And I thought, oh, boy, they're, they're changing me. They're going to pull me out of, you know, London. I was on a set for either it was a Hugh Jackman film or one of them. But my, it was my manager saying, hey, this show has come up, and we think it's right in your alley, down your alley or your wheelhouse or whatever. And so we, uh, I met with Woody Fraser, the creator of the show, and Michelle Vickery from Hallmark over about a three-and-a-half, four-hour lunch down at Shutters down at the beach. And Woody told me later on, he goes, I knew you were my guy because we didn't stop talking for that entire time, and I need somebody who could hold a two-hour show doing a talk show and be able to keep the energy up and all of it. And it just was so relatable to me. It was about home. I love, you know, fixing up my home. I got the remodels. I've done construction work in my college days. I uh, had a variety of other things that I did. And then, you know, my family got two little boys. I didn't want to travel anymore. I wanted to be close to them. And um, so it was about, you know, raising children, raising, you know, being a parent. I can be a better parent. It was about health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an endorsement deal with Beachbody, which is the creators of P90X. Ah, yes. And um, I lost 30 pounds doing their 10-minute trainer, which I endorse. And um, so I'm also about wellness and fitness. So it really the show all of a sudden became this tutorial for life, you know. And I was like, I'm not working, I'm learning. I go to school every day, it seems, because I learn so much hmm. about, you know, just life and and I think that's one of the things that I that I really like about the show is because we, we kind of joke, we say we're Pinterest on television, but that sort of puts us behind um, what the Internet is. But we, um, I look at it as a way of, of making, like, and this is not any sort of slam to E.T. because I love the show, I love the people I worked with, but where Entertainment Tonight was about celebrity and the extravagant, the extravagant lifestyle and a way to escape your life and your woes that you may have to see how the other half lives. Our show is just the invert of that. It's inverse of that is about teaching you how to live the life you have better, more efficiently, more affordably, how to save money, where to spend money, how to buy the right house, how to find the right partner in life, how to take the, the relationships you had and make them better. So I, I really like that aspect of it. There's a lot of takeaway from our show and the response has been really enormous with the, the Hallmark viewers, we run back-to-back four hours in the middle of the day, and it's um, they'll run our show, and then they'll repeat a show from the previous day. And research has shown that viewers stay. In fact, we increase viewers in the second running wow. of a show that's a day late. So I know we're, we're all kind of scratching our heads in this, this day and age of saying, wait, who sticks around for two hours of television anymore? Nobody really stays that long. They sample. Right. But... Um, the formula that Woody has put together and 
uh, family members, and hopefully I have a little something to do with it. We're very happy with what we have. Yeah. Now, now you do so many different things on the show. Is there uh, what was the most interesting thing that you you've done on the show that you would say? Well, so Friday, I love doing DIY things. I love building things. We um, take you know the the do the the, the stay at home mom, if you will, and that and some people I've learned that phrase is a um, a backhanded compliment for some because being a parent, you know what it's like. But with children, you're saying, "Wow, this is a, a job." to do, but I love teaching um, how people can take things that may be laying around the house, and we, we took a pallet, just a pallet that you would find in a, in a you know, back of a Target store or a Walmart or a Home Depot or whatever mm-hmm. that they're going to throw away, and we, we did a little, sort of a little contest to see how many different things that we could make with that. We made everything from little benches to wine racks to bookshelves to signs. We've built Oh my gosh! There were so many things um, that we sort of repurposed. I love doing that stuff. The other things are, you know, that I did on the show. We have beauty experts that come on. Kim Douglas, who you, maybe you've seen on E, she's been on the show. She came on, and we have uh, Sophie Eliana, who's another beauty expert. They, I don't know if you've ever had a neti pot before, where that's where you kind of flush out your nasal yep, cavity. I, I haven't, but I've my, my help yeah. my kids with that. <laughs> They should, yes. I, my opinion, they should ban those things from Earth. Really? I, I cannot, I can't, I can't take it. It's like going in a pool and forgetting to plug your nose. And I did it on air, and the, the result wasn't appealing, um, or visually acceptable, in my opinion. But, you know, we try things, and, you know, we're always about encouraging our viewers to reach for new things, and I'm like, I've never done that before. I would, I crossed the line, or, you know, I, I wouldn't cross the line when it came to eating, crickets they came on and they cooked crickets on our show and they tried to convince me and others that this was a delicacy in Mm -hmm. some countries i'm like well i'm in my country right now and i don't eat crickets but they surprisingly been told they taste like chicken they always um, say that (laughs) we do i know in fact in fact debbie metanopoulos who's on our show who many people know from the view but i worked with her over at uh, ht and the insider she came on and debunked a few things, and one of them was, why do we say things taste like chicken? Right. And she had that all worked out, and she actually had three things in front of her um, that were fried, and we had to taste them and kind of go, you know, this tastes like chicken. And we all did it, and one was ox, another was kangaroo, and one was actually chicken. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I just ate kangaroo meat. And it wasn't too bad, actually. Really? So, yeah, we do... We do. We play fun games on our show. We do home and family feud. Um, there's just a, it's a variety of. So I've been in a sumo outfit. I've been inside a giant hamster ball racing the um, Indy 500 winner in our backyard obstacle course. We've had fun. We've cracked eggs over each other's heads. We put pies in each other's faces. Um, and then yet we will sit down and talk with doctors about, you know. Uh, serious subjects like you know breast cancer awareness and mm-hmm. heart healthy month which we're in yeah yeah, huh. so it's, yeah sounds no like a fun show <laughs> it is it's a lot of fun and maybe that's why people stick around to watch is that they see you know if they if they don't like the segment they're watching there's something coming up that will entertain them yeah, yeah. some way or another or educate yeah, yeah. now you mentioned about the um, uh, 
you know the DIY stuff that uh, the DIY stuff that you you enjoy doing. Now, how much are you really into that at at home in your personal life? Do you do a lot of uh, renovations and things? I do, and I, I think for a while, um, yeah, I I bought my former in laws a house, and we bought it very close to the current house I have because. My former mother-in-law was a, a nanny, a sort of helper-outer, and the house needed some love, so completely gutted it and rewired it. Um, I had helpers, but um, but I did a lot of it on my own. I don't have all the time in the world to be like doing these projects, right, but yeah. I have a I have a, uh, a place up in Ojai, California, just about it's near Santa Barbara, and I have my shop up there. I have a, I'm a photographer, so I have a photo studio. But my kids are learning the way I learned, and that's through trial and error. My dad was very, very much into his tools, and he would always try to fix something, jerry-rig it somehow. And I just learned that from him. It's like, you know what? Try to try to fix it. See what you can do. Understand how the world around you works. Yep. And know how your house operates, and know what it's, you know, means. You know, you can actually have too much insulation in your home. Your home has to breathe mm. because you want to have air that, you know, the house is sort of like a breathing object you want to have, but yet you don't want to have not enough because if you're in the Midwest, there goes your energy bills. Right, yeah. So I, I do a lot of, um, I do a tinkering. I'll fix old furniture. Um, I'll hang lights, chandeliers if need be. Um, but um, I built a little set for my studio. I, I love, I really enjoy building stuff because Face it, I make television for women, so it makes me feel like a man when I, you know, I've got the nailer, Brad nailer in my hand, or if I got a my um, drill press out or something, and we're we're making things. And my kids love it too because it, I'll tell you, as a father, and you're raising, I got a ten and an eleven year old, going to be twelve. You teach them, you have to see everything starts in the mind's eye, and that's what the imagination is, and then it goes to paper, and then it goes to your project, and you begin assembling it. And you teach them valuable things that seem meaningless at the time, but, you know, you measure once or you measure twice, you cut once. Right. Yeah. And it's a little saying, but all of a sudden they begin in life going, you know what, we can't build a, a house on a shaky foundation. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a relationship or a real house or a career, it has to be based off of a strong foundation. Things need to be level and square. And that relates to, again, back to building, but also building relationships. You've got to be honest. You've got to be true. Um, and know what your truth is. So, without getting too philosophical, there's so much that goes into it, and it's you know, in a sense, therapeutic just to sometimes hammer a nail. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Now you 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 mentioned your kids are uh, eleven and uh, ten and eleven years old. It, it it seems like I just heard in the news that that you were having kids. <laughs> yeah, I know it goes by. So what what's the the saying is um, the days drag drag on, but the years fly by. And you know my when my youngest hit ten in November, 
I was like, this is crazy. Like, he's already a decade down the road, and he's my youngest. And then I look at Kai when he, he's going to turn 12 on the 19th of February. And just the gift giving has changed him. And now he's a golfer. Like, he wants new clubs. He wants, you know, and you're thinking, whatever happened to just a little Lego set that I spent 12 bucks on? Now he wants a, you know, $300 driver. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, whoa, let's, let's, you know, when you start. Winning the players' championship, maybe we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. But no, I I was a football player. I wanted to play pro and all of it. Played in college. Nowadays, I with the head injury situation and what's happening in the pros and the game, mm. I'm like, you play golf, son. You go out and swing a club, and if that's what you want to do and aspire to be a pro, you go for it. Uh, we focus a lot on education, but um, yeah. uh, they do grow fast. Wow. Yeah. Do you do you play golf with them too? I try to. I really do. I, you know, I'm hosting a live show every day, so there's a lot of time that's taken up with that, and I have other things that I'm working on on the side to develop. You know, and, yes. Um, so I will go out, but his his papa is a big golfer, so he'll go take him to the driving range quite a bit. Uh, does he and, beat you? Uh, does he beat you though? <laughs> yeah, I, he, you know, we were at our place in Ohio. We were knocking around some wiffle balls, and we play sort of wiffle ball golf, where we we identify a couple things in the yard, and we try to see who can get to him and his swing is so sweet because you know what i've got all the baggage that comes with it he's just learning so he really hasn't developed all those bad habits and he's just a good he has a good swing good hip rotation i just yeah so at a certain point yes all fathers do you go you kind of sit back and go like i'll never forget the time i uh beat my dad racing I remember the time I lost to him, but I also remember the time that I got past him. And then we used to arm wrestle all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a father, you're like, you never want to surrender those things to your son. But you know what? His swing, even at 12, he does a, he does a nice job because he hits it straight. Wow. I may hit it further, but he hits it straight. <laughs> now, what about your photography? You're, you're quite a photographer, I understand. Thank you. I take a lot of pride in it. It's almost... Um, to the point where it's weird because I do get so much satisfaction out of it. Um, I was a shooter in high school. I shot for yearbook. I shot for the newspaper. I loved the time in the dark room. I'm a visual learner. Uh, taught myself everything in the digital world because I, I studied film in high school and college. And, you know, when you, I'm convinced that we could all get degrees on the internet if we just, um, had enough curiosity and interest to want to learn because as you can search, especially photography, I don't want my dentist or my surgeon to say they taught themselves <laughs> on the internet, but with the technology that's out there and the websites that you can join and become members of and the advice that you can get from other skilled professionals, you begin to realize the exchange of information is so at our fingertips. So, um, I, yeah, I have just embraced it and, I took, um, I had a gallery up for a while. I do my own printing and all my post work. I don't just walk around and hand off my stuff to people to develop and process. I, I enjoy the whole flow. I frame my own stuff. Um, but, um, I, I traveled when I was with ET about three, I have about three million miles on American Airlines alone. And I'd find myself in places like Bora Bora or Egypt or Moscow wow. or London or all over. And I'm like, oh, I have to take my camera now. So. Right. I had this travel series that I put together, and uh, it was just on my journeys. And I and I stayed away from shooting stuff from movie sets because a lot of that stuff is 
off limits, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I found other things that were interesting on my journey. So, yeah. Were you ever um, able to take pictures of uh, the people you interviewed? No, it gets really unless you know they want to know what that's for. You yeah. know, if they're a friend, then you got to get the release and all that. And and to me, it, it's I never. I'm very hesitant to make photography my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was a sportscaster in my career early on because I loved sports, and I realized, you know, covering sports and being a fan of sports is two separate things. Because when you're covering it, you've got to be, you know, um, unbiased, and you can't really cheer, even though you secretly cheer and you root. You have to still sort of cover it. And it became too much of a chore. I'm looking, because I do work for Hallmark, um, to explore relationships with them. I'd love to do a greeting card line that yeah, gives back somehow or another that may benefit breast cancer awareness or heart healthiness mm-hmm. um, or some father, you know, dad organization um, to help kids. Because um, I think it's important. I, I have a philosophy that if we take what we love and we use it to bless other people with it. So if our passion may be styling hair or doing makeup or fashion, wardrobe, cooking, whatever it is that you find, you could be a singer, you take that talent that, you know, you've been blessed with and you use it to other people, it doesn't seem like a job. Right. You know, it's like you're picking up garbage on the side of the road, you're out using it. So I had traveled to Sierra Leone and did a book for my children's pediatrician because he goes on medical missions around the world and it was a way, it was a tool for him to use as a fundraiser to show what they do there. So um, we raised about $80,000 for him and that goes a long way. Yeah. So it was just, it just sort of worked out. But yeah, the the photography stuff is such a driven passion for me. Yeah, that's great. Gee. Now, you have appeared on uh, several TV shows in the past. Um are you going to continue to, to do that? Uh, and I don't mean, you know, like your, your talk shows, but uh, actually acting in, in shows. Uh, are you going to continue to do that? or? I, you know, it's funny you say that. I go, yeah, that's this lifetime I did that. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I, you know, I did. I, uh, my first was auditioning for Oliver Stone and Nixon. Wow. And, and that's what brought me into the union. They have to, you know, to get your SAG card. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was way back in the day. Um, and I, you know, did a couple of sitcoms here and there and other parts. But, yeah, in fact, it's funny you bring this up because I'm going to start, um, I start rehearsal next week for a play. It's a, it's a short, a series of shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of randomly asked my former acting coach, I'm like, and I called him for another friend who was trying to do some acting and I was going to just contact him for that. And, Next thing I know, he's making me an offer to come and do this, and I'm like, you know what? Why not? Let's go do it. So, uh, it's I may get back into. You never know. You never, you know. There's I'm in a. I work for a wonderful family for Hallmark, and they they're between Hallmark and Hallmark Movie Channel. They do 50 movies originals a year. Maybe something will come up. Yeah. Uh, it's not my meat and potatoes, but I enjoy doing that. I studied. Um, Brownlings Improv, and I was at uh, Joan Barron, D.W. Brown Studio, which is a Meisner school, which for method actors, I'll know what that is. And I graduated from that program, which is a two-year program. And, you know, I have the skill set. I have to dust it off and get it out of the attic, but I, it would be fun to do, I think. Yeah, well, You got your fingers into so many different things, and, and uh, it's just uh, so interesting to hear about, you know, so many different aspects of, of your career. Well, you know, I think 
like anybody who works in this sort of business, you know, you there's ebb and flow. You know, I, I, I've been so blessed, Brian, just to be able to do what I do for as long as I have. To be on a show, a national show like Entertainment Tonight for 17 years right. and host for quite a few of those. And then leave that and come to a two-hour show uh, on a national program um, on a wonderful network like Hallmark. To to have that is awesome. Like you know, we'll we'll have guests that come on the show. Like I've interviewed Kevin Sorbo for so many years, yeah. but you know his career ebb and flows. When you're an actor, you work when you get the work. Well, yeah. I just haven't sort of let up off the gas. And you just continue to you know. I was given advice early on: don't you know put your oars in the boat. You got to have them in the water. And uh, not one, but both, or six or eight of them. So you're constantly turning the waters, and when one thing goes away, you have something else to turn towards to keep you busy. And mm-hmm. That's kind of what I do. You know, I, I try to be multidimensional and create um, stuff that I enjoy doing. I'm blessed. My dad, my dad worked at John Deere for 30 years, and you know, he put you know the the you know the steak and potatoes on the table right. for us. Um, and I saw him do it, and I saw he wasn't a miserable guy, but when that bell whistle blew at 3 o'clock, he was in his car by 3.02. Right. He was ready to get out of there. Um, and I just vowed I didn't want to do that. I want to have a, a, a different kind of career. Yeah, yeah. have fun. That's, that's, that's the thing. If you can have fun and enjoy what you're doing and get paid for it, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, it's even better. I know. It's, it's better than the lottery scratch-off. You right, know? yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny you bring that up because – the uh, a, a dear friend of mine who has played the lottery ever since I think high school, and I have, I'm not that big lottery scratch off person. And every once in a while you'll go, and I always think it'll let down. But he he said he goes, bro, if you don't play, you can't win. I'm going to be a millionaire one day. I'm going to scratch it off. And in the back of my head, I said, you know what? The odds are greater that I can earn that kind of money versus win that kind of money. Now I'm not talking, you know. You know, four hundred fifty million dollars, but right. you know, the cha- what do most people win is you know, a couple grand here, or whatever. Like, right. I just felt like more energy could be used in the other direction rather than just you know hanging on to a hope every week. And um, you know, fortunately, my I'm still scratching that ticket and I'm still yeah. you know winning. Yeah. Now you mentioned Kevin Sorbo. Actually, he's going to be a guest in a couple of weeks here on On Screen and Beyond. Oh, he's a great guy. Kevin is an amazing guy. Great golfer. Yeah, yeah, he's actually he's been, he was on a couple of years ago too. We had him, and he's 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 just so easy to talk to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know that's what he is as an actor. I think he's easy. He's you don't see this guy full of pretense. Mm, yep. He's all American. You know, he's from the Minnesota area where you know I'm, I grew up in Iowa. So, in fact, we um, had a mutual friend, and and Kevin hooked us up. Um, and Steve Wright played football in Northern Iowa, then he went on and played for the Dallas Cowboys and then the Oakland Raiders, and I was a Raider fan, and when I was a sportscaster, I got to know Steve a little bit, and then we disappeared and didn't see each other for many, many years, gosh, more than a decade, and Steve happens to be good friends with Kevin, and as soon as I mentioned Northern Iowa, where I was from, he's like, my friend Steve is from there, and next thing you know, it it was like he's our own private Facebook, we got connected again, and... Hmm. uh, you know, so but yeah, you you know Kevin then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now with all the people you interviewed on Entertainment Tonight, who was the one that you were most excited to interview? That's a good question because you know most people say who's the best person that you interviewed, and that's hard to say. 
it's the best. It's like, eh, you know, you can be, have a really great interview that you're both dancing to the same music. Right. The most excited, you know, I, gosh, so many things are coming to mind. I mean, you know, interviewing Michael Jackson as brief as it was backstage at the World Music Awards in Monte Carlo, that was, that was exciting. It was nerve wracking because mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't really a sit down. It was a walk and talk. Yeah. And I didn't know what I'd get out of him, but, um, it, it's funny what makes news in that sort of genre. Uh, oh, yeah. coverage. He was, he, that was a pretty exciting moment. Um, but I've interviewed so many people. It's hard to say them, you know, from, I just love seeing Hugh Jackman, but again, he's like a Kevin Sorbo. He's so down to earth. Really? So real. Yeah. Um, well, it was funny because, m- the Michael Jackson story was many years ago, he had his song Black and White that was out, mm-hmm. and the lyrics were controversial. That was in the lyrics, I believe, and I'm quoting him now, this is not me speaking, but the lyrics were, um, don't kick me, kike me, black and white me, something along those lines. And yep. a lot of people were really upset with that. So he had changed the lyric, or however, so I was supposed to ask him about that, which I did. And his response was, I love all Jewish people. And that made the headlines of USA Today mm-hmm. in the entertainment section. And I just thought, wow, like, a man makes news just by saying he loves all Jewish people. So yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, at that point, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I don't have an idea what's newsmaking in this, <laughs> in this business. Um, but uh, that was early on, many years ago. Well, Mark, I'd like to finish up with two final quick questions. And sure. it takes us away from all your, your your acting and your hosting and everything else you've done. When you, and it doesn't sound like you have much time, but when you watch TV, what are your uh-huh. favorite shows now and of the past? And also, what are your favorite movies now and of the past? I will stop for movies. I will stop at a Shawshank Redemption. I will sit and watch A Few Good Men. I just, I think Jack Nicholson is amazing in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a lot of the Denzel stuff um, that he does. Um, I think, you know, for romantic comedies, I've always been, I've always loved Julie Roberts. I have a good relationship with her. So I'll, I'll watch the first stuff. When it comes to TV shows, you know, as a fan, there's there's so many ones that I, I love. Um, Arrested Development, and still do. I'll watch the reruns of those. Mm-hmm. And, I, and um, I'm still exploring some of the new things. Now that I'm, I'm raising these boys and doing this show, I don't get to watch as much because they commandeer the television set. Right. So I'm watching more of their things. Um, I, of some of the more scandalous, I guess, stuff or off-colored, I love Tosh.0. I think they do some far-reaching stuff, and I was a Family Guy fan for a while. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to sit and watch some of that because I have to edit what's around, and the kids are, the boys are in the room. Mm-hmm. So I've limited a little bit. But we'll watch family stuff. We love watching um, Mythbusters together. We love watching America's Funniest Videos together. The kids think that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they want to make their own, and I warn them. I go, <laughs> it's borderline dangerous to get on that show, so let's, right. let's just hold for now. Um, but those are, you know, a lot of it's a lot of it's family-oriented stuff that we do. And then, you know, there if we get a chance, we put on Hallmark and watch some of the movies during the holidays. Mm-hmm. But because yeah. um, um, it's always safe viewing for families. Well, 
Mark, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, and I want everybody to make sure they watch on the Hallmark Channel, the Home and Family Show, with you. And uh, I thank you very much for doing this. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and give my best to Kevin when you get a chance to talk to him as well. What a great guy, Mark Steinis. Joining us here at On Screen and Beyond, appreciate him taking the time out of his busy schedule. He's uh, every day doing his show on Hallmark Channel, Home and Family Show, so be sure to check that out. And, of course, when he was on Entertainment Tonight, he did so many interviews, and we enjoyed every one of them. And I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mark Steinis. So. Well, if you are on Facebook, be sure to like us, and if you are on iTunes getting this, be sure to leave a little review for us, and uh, if you have a suggestion for somebody you would like to hear here at On Screen and Beyond, be sure to send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'll see what we can do about getting that person on. And, of course, spread the word about On Screen and Beyond. Tell all your friends. If they go back to onscreenandbeyond.com, go to our rerun section, and you see over 300 episodes with fascinating guests from the music world, the TV, film, just great guests, and, and many of them are my idols that I've, I've just enjoyed over the years. So I hope you're going to have them check that out. I guarantee there's at least one, most likely many, many more, but at least one person in that list that they would enjoy listening to and hear their story told by them right here on On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you'll do that. And that's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care. <laughs>